It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Unfortunately, we've run out of time today. Whatever it means for you in your club, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Welcome to another episode of We'll Talk About That Later, a podcast about football, mostly about opinions, sometimes about facts, depending on who you ask. Since you're here listening to us, subscribe to us on your favourite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, wherever. We are there. And... Follow us on social media as well. We're on Instagram and Twitter at WTATL official. And we're also on TikTok at WTATL.podcast. Now I'm about to tell you what episode we're on. I think we're on episode 111. Yeah. Welcome, guys. We have a special guest with us today, Tommy from Ifs and Butts podcast. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good, man. You? We, we, we ordered you on Express, innit? Like FedEx to you. <laughs> <laughs> Quick things today. Uh, you guys all right? Yeah, I'm good. I miss Spurs, though. I, don't. I never thought I'd say that, but I miss them. Yeah, about a week ago, you were saying, I'm so glad we're not, play- <laughs> we're not playing football at the moment. But it's been two games we've not played. Like, it's boring when your team's not playing football. So, mm. yeah, hopefully we can play this week. And we are also joined by Abdi. Hi, who's this? <laughs> man sounds like he's underwater. <laughs> yeah, man, you sort your connection out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no, bro, you sound like you're you're swimming or something. <laughs> well, I'm in my room. So okay. I'm clearly not. We we can hear you better now. Yeah, we can. Hear you're right, Abdi. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Is Mark there? No. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. God, here we go. You know what? Before we even touch on any of the football, I I'm just going to ask you to proceed with whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> that you're about to come out with. So the table is yours, Abdi. I don't know why I just said the table. <laughs> the floor is yours. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting Mark to be there, so uh, I'm just going to hang up, yeah? All right. Okay. <laughs> well, that was Abdi's contribution. Uh, no, the... we don't call him Abdi anymore. We call him Sick Note. <laughs> we call him Sick Note. Isn't it? Man's not built like us. <laughs> not Beta built male. like that, man. You try podcast this devil disease, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Just excuses, man. Just excuses. 
I caught COVID, yeah. And um, the technology with the PCR test is so advanced now that it can actually tell you where you got it. And in my the test results I got back, it said COVID was contracted by an individual named Mark. Oh, <laughs> such an idiot, man! I, I can't believe I actually listened to I that. Know, I actually fell for that. Waiting for the punchline. I know, Abdi, I gave you the floor like a whole minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't I quick actually, enough. Not sharp enough. I fell for. Oh man, Abdi, man, do better. You didn't have to give me COVID to take me out in if you're such a hater. <laughs> this guy is loser, man. Um. That's when you should have pressed the button, Tanya. Oh, it's too late now. It's too late. Too late. So um, let's get straight into it. Our spotlight game, for our guest purposes, mm. is Chelsea versus Leeds. Now, usually on this podcast, we, I think we've had it once, but we've never really had the Chelsea perspective. So it will be good to get it from you, obviously being a Chelsea fan since you were young, um, not one of the ones that jumped on the bandwagon mm. in 2004. Um, so yeah, so it would be nice to know like like what your opinions are, what your hopes are, um, and just like where you think this team can go um, under Tuchel or or whatever. I don't know. I'm just putting words in your mouth, but no, that's no, calm. It's calm. <laughs> yeah, no, I think start of the season after we, after last season in Champions League, this year we had to come come strong. We we have started very strong. Like we weren't performing well, I'd say at the start of the season, but we were still getting results. Picked up a couple of good wins on the away at Leicester last month. That was a good win, but and then now the little little slip ups have started to come in. Now we've had some injuries. I think missing Chilwell and Kante has been mm. massive for mm. us. Alonso, everyone like yeah, he's good for a goal every now and then. But hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be he'll he'll score against Spurs next month somehow. Yeah, that's why I hate <laughs> somehow, him. Exactly. Abdi calls him Chelsea's best striker. He in the box, he's lethal, yeah. lethal finisher. But <laughs> and to when be he's fair, outside as well when he takes free kicks and stuff. Yeah, he's he's a good asset. But if you want to win the league, I know we won the league under him. Mm. But I feel like up going up against this city and this Liverpool team, mm. you need to be on it every week. And I just don't think he has that in him. Mm. But that's part of that. He's, I mean, obviously he's not there meant to be there to be starting. I know he had that mm. run at the start of the season, first month or so, where he was first choice. And Chilwell came in, nailed that spot. It's it's not that bad of a scenario for me when your backup left wing back is someone like mm. Marcus Alonso. But I hear what you're saying in terms of that quality drop off from Chilwell to Alonso is it's been noticeable, definitely. I've noticed it. Um Abdi, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to so basically I would blame this all on Abdi because <laughs> about it's three, true, about true. three weeks ago, um, he said that it was impossible to score more than one goal against Chelsea. And oh, then I think the, his words were multiple. Multiple. And then in the three games after that, you conceded uh, three, three and two. I think. Yeah. So you yeah, conceded yeah. eight in the next three. So, Abdi? Do I, do I get a chance to um, defend myself? Or yeah, absolutely. Walk? Go on. Come Go on, on. please. The, all table was, is. the table, as Marcus said, is <laughs> yours. <laughs> right, edit that. Well, I... Man. <laughs> like this was like being me on this podcast yeah <laughs> you say predictions and even though i clarified on it the very next week this guy uh this this uh this idiot who is liverpool fan i've been on my case the whole time basically what i said was obviously chelsea are so strong defensively play with a back three and they press aggressively from the front they don't keep they don't um give enough space to the opposition and you've got midfielders who don't give the ball away and you've got a world-class goalkeeper. I said, I find it difficult to see. I did say impossible, but then the next week I said, <laughs> I clarified and I said, 
it's, it's ridiculous to say impossible because you know cool. Chelsea could mad, mad. this is coming from the guy who, who brought up that I said Leicester were going to get relegated <laughs> I just want to so you clarified or you backtracked <laughs> okay cool Tommy do you know the, do you know the, the, uh, those three sitting next all said Maguire <laughs> <laughs> no, did I? I uh, no, Abdi, no, I'm not going to draw you out again. Um, let's actually let's chat about the game. Abdi, I'm willing to call a truce for one episode and one episode <laughs> no, don't only. Don't do it, Mark. Don't do it. Um, don't do I feel it. like I need Abdi's presence to really draw him out. Abdi, um, Abdi, shameless. He will come for you whichever way he can. He'll send he'll send a text in the chat just to. <laughs> um, so Tommy, yeah. So um, what? So to Abdi's point, do you think? The defense is probably Chelsea's best asset, or, or is that something that you're uh, like? Cause I've seen Chelsea fans are a bit frustrated that your your team doesn't attack enough, or but what 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 is yeah, it to I, you? I'd say, well, when he came in in Janu- January, he highlighted that our defense was was not strong enough. So he made that stronger by playing a system that suits our defensive players. But on the flip side of that, it doesn't bring out the best of our attacking players, and I think. In certain games, we've played well, but we just don't have that killer instinct. Um, and I think well, when you have Kante in front of the back back three, back five, and Jorginho in the form he's been in, I know we had a couple slip-ups lately, um, but our, def- our defence has been very strong. I wouldn't say we're a defensive team because you look at the chances we create when we was in that run of form with James and Chilwell. Chilwell they were basically wingers. Mm. Um, and then we was winning the ball back so high. Um, but yeah, last few weeks and, and again on the weekend, just a bit a bit sluggish and looking like we're, the injuries are have been catching up because we are, have been missing some big players for the last couple of months now. So what would you say um, about the attack? Like, because obviously you signed Lukaku in the, in the summer. Uh, you, you've got Havertz, you've got Pulisic, you've got Ziyech, you've got just a whole number of players. So to say that you're you're lacking a bit of cutthroat up front, what would you say to that? Yeah, it's, I don't know, just these players, they just can't find a consistent amount of formula. Pulisic will come in, have five, six games, get a couple goals, and he's out for two months. Ziyech as well, similar, will come off the bench, might not do well, but he'll pop up with a goal. Lukaku, come in, and I was like, all right, this is going to be it. (laughs) The game against Arsenal, the game against Villa, you're looking at, this is where, this is going to be the game changer for us. But then he's been injured. Werner is <laughs> he's, Werner. he's Werner but he still got the most goals and assists for us last season and when you put into the numbers that Ziyech when you see the numbers that the others got compare them to him you think right he actually mm. didn't do too bad but do you think still. there's a case of um so when you look at let me just Liverpool's front three um is very settled and play together very very consistently um, obviously Jota and Firmino is whoever is fit and, and on form at the time. But with Chelsea, it's literally three of seven or eight every week. And it's never really the same three consistently. Yeah. And mm. they don't build up that type of that relationship. Chemistry, that yeah. chemistry. Do you think that's um, that's an issue? Or are you? is it better for you that all of that talent is getting chances? It's a hard one because like, there is so many talented players and you do want to see them on the pitch. But... For these players, they need to be playing week in, week out. You imagine Salah when he was on that run. All right, you're not going to play for three games because someone else is like Shakiri's going to play for two games. Yeah, you just need to find that consistency. Mm. But at Chelsea, if you don't score within three or four games, 
you're holding bench because someone else can come in and do it. Is is it the problem that because you mentioned like Salah and Shakiri, but obviously there's a massive drop off in mm. in quality there. Um, even though Shakiri's a, a good player, decent player, but when you're talking about Chelsea, is it that the players are quite similar? Like you've got Ziyech, Pulisic. Obviously, they offer different things, but mm. the quality isn't so much of a drop off. It's like they're all Chelsea s- are blessed, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to say the least, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, we are blessed with the talent that we have, but these players, especially, they they come in purple patches in the season. Like that, when I think back to Pulisic, that when we got the Champions League under Lampard, he after the lockdown, he was quality, but he hasn't really found that since then. Every now and then, he'll have a good game, and you think we want to see this week in, week out. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what's lacking in just a lot of our players. They can't find a run of six to ten games where they're scoring, playing well. Mount's kind of on a little run at the moment mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that can continue because I think he's our best attacker. When he plays, we're a better team. Um, he might not produce the numbers that a lot of people want him to produce, but he's just so key to how we play and I think he's showing that the last few weeks, definitely. Do you think the Pulisic specifically, that run that he was on that you mentioned, is that? It, do you think that that was more conducive to... I wouldn't say like Lampard himself, but like the way that you played on the Lampard, which was a bit more freer. Yeah. And whereas under Tuchel, you're a bit more constricted to that defensive like backbone and then let's not concede, we'll get a goal. That kind of play. Yeah, and I think we, for under Lampard, he was like, we want to get the best out of the attacking players. And then that's why we were so open at the back. Because um, under Lampard, we, we were... That Liverpool game, I remember that 5-3. 5-3 yeah. final game. That was like, we were just like, right, cool, we're going <laughs> to concede, but we're going to go and try and score as well. Yeah, it was yeah. it was nice to see. And you did see the best out of Hudson Ad- uh, Hudson Adoy, Pulisic, little glimpses and that run Pulisic went on. Um, but yeah, now it's a bit more reserved. Teams know how we're going to set up. Mm. So they sit behind, try and match us. And that doesn't give him the space to, to impact the game. I think he's better off the bench when we play teams like that. Because his speed and agility and the way he can nip past people is is quality, um, but I think from from the start sometimes you can struggle against that against that low block, mm. and that's where Tommy, I thought Lukaku would come in and help, but hasn't yet. Tommy, say your your preferred front three. <laughs> There's the a lot st- of players to choose from. <laughs> yeah. There is. I think spot for choice. I think Mount has to be in there. I'd I'd play, I I would play Timo, and then you, <laughs> and um and then Lukaku down the middle. If all fit, I think Werner just adds a different dimension to our game. He wants to stretch the game, where Pulisic, Ziyech, Havertz, Mount, they want to come towards the ball. And sometimes we do need someone just to stretch the game. And he can, he does worry defenders. Like up against Ruben Diaz in the Champions League final, he had him on the ropes. A couple of times mm. he played City last mm. year, just to pace him behind. Um, and I think that's sometimes that's what we need, just an outlet ball, because Lukaku's not going to run into the channels. He can hold it up, flick it on. And I think just trying to find a way where we can get the best out of them two is, is going to be key from now until the end of the season. There was glimpses where it looked good against Zenit um, yeah. in the Champions League. Little glimpses. Again, like the quality is not, that's not who we're going to be playing every week. Of but course, yeah. That was it was a good sign first game back and then I was I would have thought he would have gone with the same same again on the weekend, but Lukaku come on last ten minutes. Um hopefully on Thursday against Everton, obviously we've been struggling lately. That'll be a, a good time to get some confidence in because Timo looked sharp against Zenit. 
Mm. But and then against Leeds, just look Timo again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing. Let, let's let's talk about the game. So um, Leeds are that team that you know. This season, I think everyone thinks like you can definitely score against Leeds. Mm. They don't look like the se- like guaranteed. Like they don't look the, like the team that are gonna score many goals like they did last season. But they look like mm. a team that will concede goals. So how did you feel coming into the game and like when Leeds took the lead? Like how did you feel like? Because they started well. Yeah, they did fair. start well. I think coming into the game, you do just expect a win at home. Yeah, we're like, we're we're Chelsea. <sighs> nice <laughs> like you're going into the game, albeit we've come off a couple sticky results. So you're thinking, all right, Leeds out of form, missing missing Phillips, missing Bamford. You're thinking, yeah, this is a you, go, you should go and win this game com- comfortably, um, and then yeah, they got the penalty one nil. All right, I still thought we'd go on to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no point that I think we was going to lose that game or drop points. But when they get that equaliser, I'm like, cool. But best of friend in the world, Tony Rudiger, <laughs> <laughs> comes out with some heroics on the weekend. He did he not want to lose in everything. Everything, he's a beast, that guy. everything since Tuchel come in the last 12 months or 11 months, he's been unbelievable. And I don't know where this player had been because under Lampard, he was getting no time. Well, it's, it's that uh, I say this not as a criticism, but it, he's got extra protection there. He's mm. playing with mm. an extra centre back, um, and he's and he's kind of tucking in behind where is he playing in that back three on the left? On the left, so he's got the uh, in this moment, Alonso. Um, I, I looked at that Chelsea back three. I think it was against. Uh, it was a game before Leeds or one before that, and I had a look at the average positions of each Chelsea player. Mm. And you were playing Chaloba at right centre back. I think it might be Rudiger at left centre back. And those two wider centre backs almost feeling as full backs when your wing backs push on. So as they well, just come just... so high up the pitch, and Silver just Silver just sits or Christensen or whoever's playing there. Um, but yeah, Rudiger's just been. Does it does it annoy you? Sorry, Tans. Just one one quick question. Does it annoy you that he he only seems to be willing to sign a new deal if this essentially (laughs) makes him like the top three or four paid players in the league, or has he validated that? And I think he's he's validated it enough, and he's shown on the pitch even now. His contract's up in in the summer, and he's still fighting like that. Um, And I think every Chelsea fan just wants him to to sign the contract. Do you think he will? I, I think so. I don't know because at the moment it looks like Aspilicueta is going to go. Silva, Christensen are both on last. I saw the thing contract. about Silva today that Chelsea are pushing to for another year. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. But I think they're close to it, aren't they? I, saw, I think and I Christensen as well. That's looking close. Um, and you want to wrap up Rudiger? He's been the mm. best defender yeah. out of all of them, since. and he's a leader on the pitch. You can see how he just mm. brings the team up. He's got a lot of shithousery, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so I was gonna ask, what do you think about that kind of stuff? Like, like for the for the lead second goal, he mm. was involved. He was chasing. I can't remember who the Leeds Donny was. Who was doing spins? He was chasing him. Then he goes and pushes the guy. Then he tries to <laughs> run back, and he's a bit involved in everything. Like, what would you think about that? Does it concern you, or do you think that overall his game is too tight yeah. for it to? I for think those that little that's, things? that's just how he plays. Yeah, he yeah. plays aggressively, and sometimes you'll get round him. Sometimes you won't. And nine times out of ten, lately you haven't got round him. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, he's just he's just a madman. He's a he new just, I love it. <laughs> he's he's kind of like reminds me of Diego Costa a little bit. Like mm. if he's a, yeah. if you're playing against him, you hate you it. hate it. But yeah. if he's on your team, yeah, yeah. you love everything he does. Everything. He's like, got better character than Diego Costa. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously it came down to a 94th minute penalty. And Jorginho is probably the coolest man on planet Earth. Honestly. Oh. What a penalty. <laughs> yeah. When he steps up, I always think he's going to score. Mm. You just... The first I'll, one particularly when he gets it top bins. Top bins. That's probably yeah. his best penalty for us. Just dispatched yeah. it. Tuchel yeah. actually came out after the game and said for the second pen, he was keeping a close eye because he was wondering whether Jorginho would step up and take the second one. Mm. Or he said, I've got other penalty takers on the pitch like Reese James, uh, Lukaku, whoever was on the pitch at the time. And he just said for him, it was interesting to see him step up so confidently and bag two in, in one game. And, and he admired that. And is is it... Well, Abdi, I want to... Actually, I do definitely want to draw you in because of the line you put in the agenda. Oh, if um, you see. <laughs> So I definitely want to bring you in for that. Um, because we are <laughs> on the topic of that uh, second Chelsea penalty for the for the winning goal, essentially, mm-hmm. in the very last seconds of the game. Abdi, what... Talk to us. You've essentially called Rudiger a hoe times, times, two. times two. <laughs> times two. Yeah, yeah. times two. Um, I mean, I don't take it back. But, um, <laughs> I wasn't asking you to take it back, but what? Like, I, I obviously, I, obviously, means you didn't disagree with a, uh, you didn't agree with a penalty being given. Is that correct? Just saying, just saying that you know, because I have a hatred of Chelsea. Sorry, Tommy, but um, uh, <laughs> if it, one of those one of those penalties was a little bit soft, but I think which one? Well, the second one. I, which one? With one, I don't know. I can't remember. I said. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, that really um, helps your I, point. <laughs> uh, but I do think, obviously, because the 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 rule is clear and obvious, isn't it? So if the referee gives a soft decision, then it's going to be a massive error for them to overturn it. Mm. And you know, these they are referees; they're weak. Yeah, but, you're right. Yeah. If he hadn't have given that, they wouldn't have gone to VAR yeah. and give it. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, for hadn't. all three, to be fair. Yeah. It's, it's 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 weird the the VAR stuff where it's like it, it basically what Abdi just said they kind of if it kind of looked like a pen and the ref's given it they're not going to change it because the second one where um, Click is behind him and he taps oh, his so his um, ankle that's the one that I would question yeah mm. like but if that happens anywhere else on a pitch I don't think it's a foul no it's true yeah nor nor would Rudiger have thrown uh, himself yeah, gone yeah. like I don't yeah. think because that happens all the time. All around the pitch, but just in that instance, he gets yeah. the. He's and smart and he gets the. Refs pitch. were meant to be. Don't you remember at the start of the season, like four or five games in, everyone was like, "Whoa, the refs are being so much more lenient. Yeah. They're letting play mm. kind of go on with gone, for man. tackles like that." And it's like, where is that? Where's that gone? Because yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Refs were getting a lot of praise start of the season, and it's just back to usual. Um, and I'm not. I'm not talking about this penalty. I just mean in, in the general, in general sense yeah. that they're. they're mm lot more in the press for negative reasons now than they were a month or two ago so we usually have like a segment so like what do we need to talk about where like listeners send in questions yeah you've sent in questions yourself um previously um and both of them surprisingly or not were related to chelsea so since you're here let's talk about it um let's bring it up because we usually leave it to the end um so uh, we've kind of talked about it a little, a little bit uh well a, a bit we, Rudiger so yeah. I mean I've even put like a picture of him like looking <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably after the win um, 
So I'll ask you a specific question. You know, right at the end of the game, um, Leeds, uh, Chelsea had the ball in the corner and Leeds yeah, were yeah. like trying to scrap it. My guy ran 75 yards <laughs> to get involved in that. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you think of that kind of stuff? Like, because we've seen stuff previously where players maybe get too into it and then yeah. end up getting sent sent off and, and stuff like that. Like, but obviously, like, it will rile the Chelsea fans up on your side and stuff, but what? Yeah. I think that's just the character he is, and I think he has he has shown that that he's ready to war for this team. Mm. And if he's kicking off, he's going to be the first one there. And that's not someone you want coming running at you from seventy five <laughs> yards away. Uh, but yeah, now you you just love him at the moment. I can't help mm. but whatever he does, even if he makes a mistake at the moment, you're kind of like uh, you've been on job for the last mm. ten eleven months, mm. giving it your all. Your contract's up, but you're still fighting for the badge. You, yeah, you you can't complain considering what he was playing how he was playing before weren't playing well fans were like could we get rid of him and he's just come through it mm. now he's he, if one of the first names on the team sheet if now, not the first what do you think the ceiling is for Rudiger I think that's that's been uh, like finding the consistency for him is has been the hardest but he has found it and I think if he can stay at this level could he take it to another level I don't know like it's then you're talking Van Dyke levels, and that's, I mean, to be reaching that, you've got to be. Oh, no one's reaching his level. And you've got to be, yeah, exactly. That no one. I don't think she means what you mean. I know, I don't <laughs> think so either. But, <laughs> but yeah, to be like, that's the next step. So is, is he, in your, just be honest with us, is he worth, at 29 years old, am I right there? Around that, 20, age, yeah. Is he worth 400k a week for four or five more years? Is he worth tying him down to that? Because I spoke about um, Chelsea's defensive system a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And whilst I think Rudiger has completely agree with what you've been saying about him, I do think that that system allows for another experienced centre-back. You can go out and buy someone who's a bit younger to step mm. in and do as good a job. Because I think the system majorly benefits the centre backs in that Chelsea. Team. Yeah, definitely. When you when you put it like that four, three, four years, four hundred four hundred grand a week. When you put it like that, you do like that yeah. that is a and lot of money. 29, yeah. At twenty nine. And if you well, listen, yeah. let, let me man smirked. If, <laughs> I mean yeah, that's not if, if, if there's any position on a football pitch other than goalkeeper where they can kind of stay at the highest level as they go into their thirties, mm. it's probably centre back. So yeah. it, I wasn't asking in that sense, but it's a big chunk of money. I know he, he won't be after anything less than a four-year deal. Mm. Um, and for him, on a, in a personal perspective, this will be his last chance to go and try another so, big club, Bayern a sniffing. Mm. I don't know who else is. Real Madrid, I think that's, Madrid. that's the main club at the moment I'm seeing him linked with. I think... Would yeah. it, like, so let me finish that question, actually. Would it, if he does end up leaving... How how will you feel knowing that actually the the system is still there in place and you can bring someone else in five years younger who someone like Kunde who you were sniffing yeah, about yeah, yeah. in the summer, um, someone like Kunde to step in and, and do almost as good a job and in a couple of years time as good a job. Yeah, I think it's that's the gamble though because at the moment you know what Rudiger's going to offer and you know what he has been been offering and I think it's more than his performances off the pitch. I touched it earlier. Him being a leader, I think the younger players. Yeah. Like a lot of the the Cobham boys, they look up to him, especially the ones in the team at the moment, like Loftus Cheek, Hudson Odoi, Mount. They all look up to him. Chaloba, they're he leads that that kind of young pack. And I think if he does go, you're not just miss losing a good defender. You're missing a a big part of that squad. Big that, cog in the dressing. Yeah. you make that's a fair point. 
So I think, go back to your earlier question, would you tie him down? I'd, yeah, okay. probably would. And then... Tommy, can I just quickly say, yeah, um, I didn't know about the 400k a week. I would have said 100% tied down, but 400k a week, yeah, that's for your, like, your literally your game, your match winners, your game changers. So I think literally the only person in your team who deserves that kind of money is someone like Kante. Mm. Yeah. Kante is... I love that. Guy. I can't, I can't I find the. Did you uh, uh, on Kante? Have any of you heard the story of Jamie Vardy? Yeah, uh, I'll quickly. Jamie Vardy. So basically, yeah. Jamie Vardy rang um, Angola Kante the day after uh, the, the night of the Champions League final uh, that they won oh to congratulate God. him, and Angola Kante rang him back the next day. I might be getting a little bit of this wrong, so correct me. Angola Kante rang him back the next day and said, "Sorry, I went out for a run." <laughs> This is the night that they've just won the Champions no. League final. Oh, true, story well. oh, true, true story as well. True story. Kante, he's just, he's just a boy, he's man. He's so humble, man. <laughs> Imagine winning the Champions League and oh. two hours later going for a run. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a machine. Uh, I think if it is 400 grand a week, that is that is a bit mad. But we're, I said, we're in, we're in a position where we probably can throw that money yeah, around and there's man said man tried to sneak probably in you know you know shocking behavior oh. <laughs> um but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens I'd, I'd like to tie him down as i said i think he's an uh, integral part to this squad um especially in being one of the experienced pros in the team mm-hmm. uh 400 grand is a bit mad but he is holding the cards at, at this point yeah I think. he's got all of the cards yeah. and then the second question we got was Tuchel changing tactics from his traditional attacking style to overly defensive. Now, I know you touched on this before and you don't think it's overly defensive because you're creating lots of chances, but he has come in and changed his style completely from what he was doing at PSG and Dortmund. Yeah, and I think that is to suit our defensive players because they're not the strongest in this system. They're very strong. But if you look at previous managers, Alonso, Christensen, Rudiger, Azpilicueta, they were getting found out in a back four but giving them the, the extra man, Jorginho and Kante in front of them, just, I don't know, he's just, he built something there where it was best suited for them. And I understand that. Um, it is frustrating that our attacking players don't get to flourish as much due to this. And I would like to see that a lot more. And I think we have in, in some instances under him, not as, not as much as I would have liked, but when he manager comes in, wins the Champions League and puts us in the position that we're in now, I'm not going to complain at how he's approaching the game because it's not boring to watch. I don't find us boring to watch. Um, like we always create chances. Uh, and at the moment, lately, we've been conceding a lot of chances as well. So You're yeah. still up there, though. That's the thing. And that's the thing. Like the wins against Leeds and Watford in the last couple of weeks have been massive. Just mm. to Because if you lose drop points in them, you're looking at six, seven points away from Liverpool yeah. and City. Mm-hmm. And that's a long way to go when you're that far away. So just keep it on sniffing. Get through Jan because we've got a tough Jan. We've got Tottenham, Liverpool, I mean, City Tottenham, in a row. That's, that's in a straight in a, in, a, right there. in a row. And then we've signed so, that's with no Mendy, no Ziyech. And then we go to Abu Dhabi, first week of February. It's going to be a... Come on, Palmeiras. It's going to be interesting. Just to end this off then, because we're approaching that type of time where we'll just move on to the, the next few I was games. going to ask him like three questions. But right. I'll... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll ask this one question. Um, where, where does Chelsea's season go from here? Big, massive, literally last minute goal to take the three points against Leeds, which 
as you've just kind of alluded to, was massive in terms of the table, momentum. Where does Chelsea's season go now? You just got to keep going now. You've looked at Lee's last couple of performances. They know it's not good enough. And now we've just got to bounce back. We've got Everton Thursday. Big win. And I think, I can't remember who we've got after Everton, but I know we've got a nice little run of fixtures and then before January. But I've, you've got to be looking at the league and the Champions League, one of... Um, as as your main goal, I think the squad's big enough and it's good enough to win it. We proved that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a nice draw both times in the Champions League, uh, so they'll be buzzing off that. Uh, but yeah, I'd say looking forward, just got to be the league or the Champions League. But so, one is your priority. So okay, I'm gonna push you for an answer because I feel like you you kind of beat it around the bush. So for you, end of the season, what would you want to see like? Let's say you win either the Prem or the Champ, but where would you want to come in the other one? Like, for example, if you win the Champions League, where are you coming in the Prem? Or if you win the Prem, where are you coming in the Champions League? I think if we win the Champs, I think, depending oh on gosh. how... You just, if we fall out of that top three now, that would be disappointing because I feel like... You won't fall out of the top three. That, that three is head and shoulders above the rest of the league and yeah, I don't want I us to get dragged into that. Um if going for the league, I don't think if you if you win the league at the end of the season, you don't really care what happens in the cup competitions when you look back on it. Um, if I had to choose between one, I think I'd go the league. Yeah. I think. It's probably the it, hardest to win. It's interesting it for me, solely because of the reason you're defending champions, it that, would be the Champions League. I think, but mm. competing against... To defend that and win it back to back... Unless you're Real Madrid, Madrid it's yeah. almost unheard of. I, I think and Ajax. And that, yeah. Donkeys. Long, long, yeah. long, long, long. <laughs> but for, for us to come in and for Tuchel to come in and change this team, that Lampard's team, to compete with Klopp's Liverpool and Pep City at this time when they're still flying and been consistently flying for the last five years, to come in and break that, that would be special as Do well. Do you feel confident you'll win the league? Or what, what are your thoughts on winning the league? Do you think you can win it? I think we can. I think we have to be extremely, extremely good and we can't have the slip-ups we have done yeah. in the last couple of weeks. That's what, like the wins against Leeds and Watford were massive. Mm. Burnley at home, no dropping points. United at home. Liverpool yeah, and City, when they were United, winning the league, yeah. they weren't making them Oh, It's them funny mistakes. you say that because we, we drew to Brighton and lost to West Ham and then that was that little mini patch over. We won eight games off the back of that now since then. Yeah. So that's the type of reaction you want now. Yeah. Right? And that's, and uh, we can do that. We went on a good run. Use, use kind of drop points. City weren't always at the top, but now, now they've picked up and we've had a little wobble, but now it's a chance. All right, cool. Let's go and win against Everton. Win all of our games over Christmas. See where we are in January. And the fact that it's just there. a point from third to second and then another so point from second to first is it's crazy. Top four and title race is going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. very interesting. So, so just, your picks aren't that easy the next couple ones. You've got Wolves away and Villa away. So Wolves away. Be, Wolves tough. away. I said, I said this. Yeah. One of tough. our toughest games this season, and if not the toughest in the league. Well. Yeah. They look yeah, revitalised. Although Wolves, they'll have no Jimenez, right? Yeah, but they got Huang. Yeah, they've still got Huang. I don't know why I said that in like a Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Huang. Uh, yeah, so I have quick fire questions. Go on. Um, so, so that we don't spend too long on this. We've talked about who Chelsea's best striker is, not position wise, but striking the ball. Who is Chelsea's best striker to you? Mount. Mount, okay. Um, 
Oh damn, have I forgotten all the questions I had? Probably. Let's move on. Um, I've forgotten all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding them for so long. Like, whilst you were talking, yeah. I had them. And then when I went to ask them. Should have written them down, Junior. Ah, uh, oh well. Come. Um, okay. Moving on. Uh, Brentford versus Watford was the first game of the weekend. Um, massive, massive, massive three points for Brentford. Um, w- Watford, hearts broken. Let's, um, Dennis scores again. But that late penalty is going to... Yeah, I feel sorry for Watford. I, I think that will, oh, that could knock. I'm not saying it will, but that would have knocked a lot of confidence out of that Watford squad to be one nil up um, at the start of the season. The teams who have come up, Watford, Brentford, Norwich, would have earmarked these games against each other of course, yeah. and said, right, three points minimum when we come up mm. against these sides. You'll come up with us. So for Watford, I think that's a big hammer blow. Not to say that they're kind of. In trouble, they are obviously. Um, they've obviously improved since Ranieri come in, both points wise and performance wise. But that would have been a big hammer blow for Watford. But it's massive for Brentford because they went on a they started Mm. really well Mm. and then they went on a really bad patch where it's just like nothing was clicking. Um, obviously, they got a draw against um Everton recently. They won, I can't remember if they won recently, but that winning at home. They beat Everton. They beat Everton. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I knew they won somewhere in there. But um, yeah, to win um, against Watford is going to be massive, um, especially like they don't want to get dragged into that title, um, title relegation battle. Definitely not. Um, anyone, Abdi, you have something to say? Uh, to Kong is must be the top one super footballer. <laughs> <laughs> top one. Top uh, one. Shall we move on? That's Watford yeah. captain, big man. I was reckless though, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well Brentford will have a game in hand because the Man United Brentford game. Yeah, it got so postponed. Yep. Yeah, postponed. Dennis giving off Odi and Agalo vibes though when he come in and slapped it. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was thinking that you know, like I was thinking, um, someone's gonna look at Dennis um, and like maybe like a Newcastle or something, and they're gonna sign him, and it's not gonna have the same impact. Mm. Um, mm. Or we don't know. He might be the real deal, but he might be. I was just, I was reading up about his international career or lack of it and he's very rarely been called up for Nigeria which is really interesting because he's proven this season mm-hmm. that he's a player yeah so I'll be I interested was, to I'll see go on Abdi I, I, so I want to know I want to know what some of his highlights just to see if he was like uh, just to see him all round game and um, I didn't realise that they drew 2-2 with um, Real Madrid the, the, his former team he played for Club Bruce and they drew 2-2 with Real Madrid and he scored both goals at the Bernabeu so I don't think he's like a flash in the pan kind of guy. He's actually young. He's like 24. Igalo, mm-hmm. he must have been 24 when he came Premier League, yeah. Um, and so uh, watching um, uh, Dennis, I think what I like about him the most is he, 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 he's not exactly the same, but he reminds me a bit of Mane. He's really quick. He's a good athlete and he takes people on, takes on responsibility. So I like him. I think well, uh, there's more to come from him. And six, seven goals, five assists. Yeah. Decent with- yeah, impressive. And he's a, he's a very good finisher. Mm. I think only Salah can beat him for that, isn't it? Goals yeah. and assists. Yeah. He's out here on his own now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll move on to Man City versus Wolves. And... Um, Mate, this game... Oh. This game. So Chelsea won with a 94th minute Chelsea, pen. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea won with a 94-minute oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> So, yes, I was correct. Chelsea yeah. did win with a 94-minute pen. I was just seeing, like, <laughs> you know I like to test you sometimes. Yeah, Mark does like to so test you. So, I was just seeing. And Man City won with a pen. And we're going to go on to other games that were won with a pen. But um, Sterling scores 
his 100th Premier League goal. Mm-hmm. But before that, Jimenez. Uh, Mate, what? 30 seconds of madness. This guy, I don't, like, I what? You know, have you ever seen the clip when uh, they zoom into someone's brain and it's Homer Simpson on the... <laughs> I, that must have like in that moment. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of that was happening in his brain because head loss. Like this guy yeah, yeah. is what twenty nine, late twenties, so experienced, international, potentially might be Mexico's captain, probably not. But the point is, is that he's someone with a wealth of experience, and that you wouldn't no, even see that from an eighteen year old, seventeen year old. Match the... fixing. I can't lie. Like, <laughs> All right, you're going, you're going a bit allegedly, ham now. Allegedly, oh, this is allegedly. How can you even think to do something like that? I don't know. It's it's a bit this mental. I think I honestly think he just had a mind fart. Mm. Like yeah. he got the book it in, happens. and then pro- he probably didn't register, <laughs> and he thought, "Let me just stand Let in front just, of this." Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like waste some time. Mm. Do you think it was harsh the second book in though? No, no, no. It's stupidity. I think the first book in might have been a bit yeah. harsh. I agree. The first, the first Brooklyn was definitely harsh, but he, get, he, he had gets given the it ball, at that but point. It's just but it's similar to, and we'll, we'll touch on it, um, Conor Gallagher's second goal against Everton. Coleman's tried to take a quick mm. free kick and it's hit uh, mm. someone's shins who was standing in front and the ref just kind of waved play on. But it's similar to him and it's just standing in front of the free kick, stopping him from taking it quickly. Obviously, Palace, it, Coleman was just lost his head himself. Because uh, I was going to say, um, the Coleman one's a bit different because I actually interpreted it quite different i felt like coleman's obviously annoyed at that point of so course. he's just blasting the ball but i think he wanted to hit whoever was in front of him are you he did yeah it was, he did like I, I think it was one of those like let me blast it and say like i was trying to take a free kick but this guy's in my way but it, it's obviously backfired on him that's a fair point but on, on this game right if we're gonna if we're gonna call out any of the penalty decisions from this weekend this one is the most shambolic one for me <laughs> by far by far um it was like the Sissoko one in the Champions yeah. League final. I just, well, the yeah. one, I hear what you're saying, but that did hit his arm. This literally this hit, just yeah. hit. Yeah. Yeah. Arm, this yeah. literally just hit. Like, and that's where the rule is, it's T-shirt level. Mm. And my guy, it, the ball the didn't. Wait, did it actually now. go to VAR? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they checked it and thought it was still a They hassle. checked it from like six different angles oh to see where God. the ball bounced, but it's still not and, clear. Yeah, but for me, I can't see where the ball hits no, his like non-T-shirt arm, T-shirt sleeve arm. Ridiculous. Like, I... For me, that's not a penalty. No, it's not. Yeah, but okay, yeah, that that referee, that's the same referee yeah, who Mark, do you remember when I gave it against Lovren? He said, Did it hit Lovren? And then he didn't know and they said yeah, it, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. We were talking oh. about that before we, we started recording. <laughs> yes, we were. I was about to say what what you weren't listening at the start. I thought we did it on air, but no, we didn't. Um Abdi, come in and um I know you love Raheem Sterling, so just come in and and, and say how you feel yeah, about him. Hundred prem goals, um, <laughs> super impressive. Um, what what you got to say, Abdi? He, he he should be the rightful captain of England. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave you the whole floor. You come in and say he should be England captain, and then and then you that uh, connection goes on. again. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Sort yourself out, man. Yeah, his connection's wild. I was speaking, but you lot keep interrupting me. In it, no, so. bro, like, we can't hear you. All we hear is... Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, yeah, he's just he's just a fantastic player. I've been saying he should be playing um, in that fourth nine position. He, he's changing between left and right um, every now and then in that fluid system as well. Now they've got with... Um, 
with uh, Bernardo and Grealish and Foden or whoever starts really. Um, so and yeah, he scored the penalty. One thing I don't understand yet: he took this penalty. Why didn't he take the penalty in the Euro final then? And left it to Saka. Mm, that's a well, good point. That's, I know. Really that's actually question. a good point. And he was super composed with the one against yeah. Wolves. Just literally rolled it down the middle. There yeah. wasn't Bare much power straight. on that at all. Yeah. Straight, Bare like straight. that's a. I mean, yeah, good point. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so City go <laughs> top. Money. What? What? <laughs> the the, the <laughs> money. I think he said, "I love money." <laughs> <laughs> Sterling he's is better to, yeah, he's trying to draw me out. Yeah, he says Sterling's better than Mane. Yeah, yeah. Happy, it's not everyday draw ups. <laughs> oh, oh, it didn't work. What's going on? It's like Abdi's connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's for you and your connection. <laughs> yeah, trust. So City are top and they drew Villarreal in the Champions League. Oh, of course. It's so a pretty good week Shonk. then. Yeah. <laughs> it's a standard week for City. <laughs> yeah. When um, are they going to get a hard draw? That's what I want to know. Their group stage, I was, Abdi's going to start coming and start crying. Abdi's definitely a closet city fan. <laughs> he does, he's definitely a, their group stage this year for once, the one time, literally the one time. And Abdi, you can't even dispute this because I laid out who their groups were in the three seasons before Abdi this. actually apologised yeah. in the group chat. Yeah. It was actually a joke. But their group this year, to be fair to them, was tough. But shock, they come through to the last 16 yeah. and get a Europa League yeah. tie. Can I come in quickly? Here we go. <laughs> go on. Please do. Mark was being such a baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's a conspiracy. Oh. You what? You what? He's basically saying you're crying about something. Mark, at, least I got to, at least I got to watch that draw with, with some meaning behind it. <laughs> All right. I can't even know. I can't, I can't oh, man. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> but I just wanted to I'm say, joking, I'm joking. it's, it's um, great to see that Bernardo Silva and Sterling, who, you know, have been like, questioned in the past have managed to find their way back in the city team and are, and are playing it was well. a lucky win though that was a good win because they had a chance at the end didn't they wolves a header yeah but anyway i honestly i genuinely think if wolves had 11 men for that full yeah, game they, they, they really would have given them a proper game even mm. down to 10 men they played well mm. wolves well as well as you can do against a city team who are just gonna dominate the ball when you're a man down and press you like anyway crazy, let's talk but. about arsenal because they're next okay Woo! arsenal <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal won. Why are you clapping for? No, because I need to talk about this uh, captaincy situation. because oh, you know, on this podcast we have secret, f- secret, oh secret fans. So Me. we've got Abdi, who's a secret City fan, <laughs> and we've got Tanya, who's a secret Arsenal what? fan. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, genuinely, Tanya I'm loves not. Arsenal <gasps> more than anything in the world. Please That's all she talks about. That's all she thinks You're about. That's all she dreams <laughs> about. Should we let, let's chat about the game first, yeah, and yeah. then we'll go on to chat about Tanya's. Yeah. Um, there is no, love. no, 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 not, love. Oh, no. But oh. Tanya, I know, I know you're bursting to talk oh, about this because so. yeah. she's such a um, fan. Did you end up going in the end? I did go. Oh, I'm, you know I go? I'm Thoughts? glad that because it, it was on your birthday. Yeah, it was on my birthday. And you were kind of oh, thanks, Tanya. You've got to give me a round of claps. Give me like a quarter of a clap. So you went on your birthday. You did say you were considering it, not simply because it was your birthday, and a loss would have just. No, nah, I, I, I was always going to go regardless um, of the pending loss that could have been <laughs> considering the run that we're Man United and Everton games, basically. But I was sitting next uh, to this guy and I was like, Southampton looked really good. 10 minutes in, we looked shocking. Yeah, they started very well. And I just thought it was going to be one of those games mm. like where we, we create nothing and we end up losing like two or three and it's just one of those boo, like boos at the Emirates and 
and then I'm just depressed for the, for the rest <laughs> of the year. But we rode our luck in the first uh, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, because Southampton were having, like, they were creating a lot. And, um, but then, yeah, we got the first goal and then we settled. And then after that, it was just. You could have about four or five. Yeah, I mean, twice. we hit the post twice. Um, there was like a 15 minute, minute period in the second half where Southampton couldn't get out of their box, let alone their, their so half. Crap. And <laughs> uh, it was just nice to see because obviously Southampton tax, but... Um, <laughs> That's Southampton <laughs> tax. Yeah, like, yeah, so like you can't get too gassed because it's Southampton. Yeah. But it was nice to see Arsenal like um, maintain pressure. Like every, we, we kept winning the ball back high. Like I said, they couldn't get out of their box. We were creating chances. It was the best period for a long time that I've seen of sustained mm. pressure. Yeah, that, sec that Lacazette goal, that was a goal, man. Playing out yeah. from the back. And goal. it all started from Ramsdale. And I said it in the yep. group chat. Aaron Ramsdale is our best midfielder. I don't Mate, care I'm what anyone tells me. This guy me. is signing of the season. I don't care. He is our best midfielder, bar none. He, his, I don't the know if you guys see it. Did well. you? Yeah. He's what a fantastic a goalkeeper, but he's our best midfielder. Did you see the pass to Martinelli? So he he's just I don't know if it's what are you from saying? a corner. He's Edison now, yeah. Is that what you're saying? But listen, <laughs> the man said, uh, uh, but. <laughs> no, but listen, like he gets the ball from a corner or from a cross or whatever. Martinelli sets on his way and he literally pings it in front of Martinelli. If Martinelli had a better touch on that run, he would have scored. Mm. He says it right in front of him. He was one on one mm. with the keeper, but he, it's just fantastic to see. Like we, I'm, for ages, we haven't had a goalkeeper that we can trust in. Is that your biggest win of the season? That isn't it. In the league, anyway. yeah, probably. No, they beat us three. Well, yeah, yeah, so but you we conceded, so yeah, true. So yeah, three 0 is the biggest. <laughs> so your your two goals. I was looking at the table before I come. I think you're two. You're a two goal win away from joining Positive Goal Difference Club. Um, <laughs> oh, it's not working. Yeah, because um, you're cursed. Just let it go. <laughs> I'm not sure who your next game is, but West Ham. Um, yeah, we got West Ham at home. Oh, West Ham tomorrow. Game. Tomorrow, yeah, we, know we spoke about this. Um, come on, West Ham. I never say this, but come on, West Ham, please. <laughs> Let's let well, let me take this opportunity to draw Abdi in then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not even on a because I feel like if there's any moment you should come in and, and speak while you're kind of on dodgy connection land, it would be now. <laughs> what are your thoughts for obviously Junior's just given us a good rundown of the game against Southampton on the weekend? How are you feeling about tomorrow and West Ham and, and what's a good result for you? See, um, yeah, I, I agree with everything Junior said about the game. Uh, Southampton but I mean with, when it comes to Arsenal we play well against the teams that are almost at our level or and below whereas if we come with teams that are you know just above our level and well, on current form this season um, we end up losing uh, so West, West Ham are a good team they're good away from home um, they've got players in their team that can trouble our problem areas so um, I, feel, I feel like it'll be another tough game uh, mm. at home I think I think we are quite good at home, especially yeah, this season. I think. Against them. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm gonna have a proper watch of the battle between Antonio and Ben White because we've, we've mentioned it before. Be ben White against physical strikers hasn't looked great, so it'll yeah, be yeah. an interesting you know matchup. What? That People one. are calling Ben White right seaside Mustafi. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's much better than Mustafi. I, no, no, I agree. I think that's a bit harsh. I, I'm not disputing Ben White as a player, but it is a <laughs> it is a fact definitely when he comes up against. We saw it against Ivan Tony on the first day of the season, and um, uh, there was a one a couple of weeks ago as well. We had a really tough game. Yeah, so Tony Richarlison. Yeah. Anyone who mm -hmm. kind of 
his physical him. one will ruffle his feathers. Yeah, they bully him. He doesn't have the greatest of games, so it'll be interesting to see what Ben White we get tomorrow and, and what Arsenal we get and what West Ham we get. The, the thing is that Gabriel, his form has been so good that he kind of carries that partnership mm. a lot of the times, like mm. in terms of like in the air and yeah. the I'll be honest, it, it is good science for that partnership if you take into account they're both, what, 23? Mm-hmm. Um, get a couple of seasons under their belt together. By the time they hit 25, 26... Yeah, and, do you know it was good to win as well without Smith Rowe, uh, because yeah. we cu- this over reliance on two twenty year olds is it's not going to mm. end well because you don't want firstly you don't want them to get jaded, secondly they're inexperienced <coughs> above all things. Like when it comes to big games, it's not uh, like shocking that they disappeared. They're twenty, mm. like mm. they're not they're not used to this kind of like run of games and constant like big pressures and stuff like that. So it's a bit. Frustrating for me looking out, l- looking in rather um, that we're we're so reliant on two twenty year olds. I was um, gonna um, I was gonna ask if you beat West Ham, do you go into the top four? Obviously, they do. Yeah, yeah well, they, well, depending on my depending on depending on yeah. United result. Yeah, oh no, but it's been postponed, so yeah, we do go. Um, we do go. So how will you be feeling if you do beat? Because to be honest, if you beat West Ham, that is a good result. It is a West good result. West Ham are a very mm. decent side. Beating Liverpool, beating City in the cup, beating Chelsea. Mm. How how are you f- honestly feeling? Honestly, as I keep saying, I said it before we played Spurs. It's be a street party. No, I, before I before we played Spurs, I said the same thing. I I just think that we can't get carried away because it all depends where we finish at the end of the season because we need to be consistent. Mm. Uh, we have a really young squad that are you know mm. ups and downs and that kind of stuff, and I, I just think that we can't get ahead of ourselves as we've seen. We couldn't beat Everton, who are on the worst run of form for twenty two years. Um, and we couldn't beat a Man United team who were there for the taking. So, for me, and obviously we've got players like Aubameyang, who I don't think he cares. Um, and it's just, I think we need to be consistent. I'm not holding my breath for like, oh, we're going to finish top four. I barely think we're going to make top six. Um, mm. And that's just if we can be consistent. And so I'm not like the other Arsenal fans who are throwing street parties mm. if they get into the top four because I think it's a false position. But you you mm. see, when you look at that, the Europa League draw that just happened on yeah yesterday, yeah, um, and the teams that were drawn against each other and that didn't even include the eight group winners. Mm-hmm. It's a massively improved tournament, I think, in terms of the quality of teams in mm. there. Mm. Yeah. Is it is it a disappointment for you if after a year out of Europe completely you finish fifth or sixth and and you've got Europa League football next season? I think it. It's not the level Arsenal should be at, but hundred percent. Mm. But th- like I said before, they are a young team, so any European football experience is big. Like having Saka play at the Euros all the way to the final is big because he's getting that experience. But obviously, that's one player out of a whole squad. Like Ben White was on the bench for that whole run, and Ramsdale as well. So it's like um, we need more of it. So. We're obviously phasing out all of the older players and stuff like that. So we need these young players to get that kind of experience. So getting battered um, against Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City is important in a way, but we can't get keep getting battered. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah, I think Europa League would be a, a good season for you to start, especially how you started the season oh and, God, and you yeah. come back from it. Like There was big worries. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you do look good for top six. And that fourth spot, it depended on if Man United can turn it on mm. under Ralph. But it's up for grabs. I think West Ham are still, still going to be up there. But if you get yeah. a result against them tomorrow... And if we win our two games in hand, I'm pretty sure we're near 
fourth as well. No, I think you go fourth. Yeah, we go fourth. So if you win your two games in hand, you're fourth. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's close. If, it's close. If, if, but I just think like it's gonna come down to who is m- most consistent, and I don't see that yeah, a group of like our our average mm. age in the squad is like twenty four. Un- unfortunately, mm. when you put it like that, I do see United getting that yeah, full yeah, spot. Yeah, I do. Um, but we'll see how they do mm. under Ralph, as you've just said. And then, um, but if they can, that they've got this unbelievable run of fixtures coming up in the league. Um, if they can. You know, win five or six on the trot, then yeah. I, I can't see past United. But it's a long season, so yeah. no. We quickly got to talk mm. about Aubameyang. Can we quickly just yeah? So Aubameyang, delve into that. he requested to go to uh, France to pick up his yeah, mum. I've heard this yeah. um, last week, and the club said you can go on Wednesday, but you have to come back the same day. Mm. He decides to come back the following day in the morning, but he was on time for training. Yeah, which is but. What? He didn't have a PCR test, which is what you need lawfully in this country um, if you wow. are to then go and do mm. your job. And so he was sent home. So he didn't have that. That's breaking the law. You can't train. Yeah. Therefore, he didn't follow the rules. And for anyone else, they would be punished. So I don't know why you wouldn't punish Aubameyang. But I think the w- thing that's worrying is how public it's been. Like, yeah. previously, Arsene Wenger would have never done any of this. Like, he would have said um, Aubameyang's injured. He would have said yeah, what do you think something of, completely um, different. Yeah, what do you think of Arteta doing that? Well, th- this, is the, this is the issue with having someone step into their first ever managerial yeah, role. Is they don't have the experience, that, including mm. ha- how to handle the media um, the and thing what is, to is say and when. Mm. He won't is, have picked up those little... Yeah. The tricks. thing is, is that I don't even think it's that because I think he's protected players in the past. I think that him and Aubameyang have a really like bad relationship and one where in the summer there was an incident where he basically embarrassed Aubameyang, Aubameyang publicly and he had to apo- he was forced to apologize. So it's like when you have in situations like that with your captain mm. you can see mm. like I've said it before I feel like Aubameyang's done but yeah. I think he's done with Arsenal. Mm. I think he's done with Arteta to be honest. I think he's Arteta. Um, so <laughs> I feel like those things don't like if you if you want a happy player like Aubameyang, you could tell he's like he looks like a player who likes to laugh, likes to take it yeah, easy I kind of like thing. So say, yeah. and he's gotten on with like Tuchel, Klopp, um, other managers wherever he's been, Wenger, Unai Emery. So it's like this relationship has obviously caused him to be like he looks miserable to be fair on the pitch or whatever. Mm. But yeah, Abdi wants to come in. I think go on, Abdi. No, I just didn't want to interrupt and then you lot to be. Um criticizing my friend. Um basically yeah I just feel like I, I wholeheartedly agree with Junior Aubameyang's taking a piss um, you're the club captain so obviously the rules are are even more stricter for you as well you're meant to be the example you've seen what club captains you know all over the professionalism we're meant to expect from them so yeah you have to be extra it, if we told you come back on the same day you're meant to be back on the same day mm-hmm. and he so that aside 100% Aubameyang is number one in the wrong he deserves to be uh, dropped for the game however like Junior said um, the whole public the, the public nature of it all airing the dirty laundry out to the everything just makes us all look like a massive like clown circus going on in this club um, when you think about Arthur I think he keeps talking about non-negotiables non-negotiables brother um, William last year <laughs> when five and um, and came back and started the next game, and he broke 
especially when it was stricter then as well. Um, and he, he left without permission. He came back and he um, and he started the next game. Xhaka has disrespected the club on multiple occasions. Before he before Arteta got there, Arteta was the one who convinced him to say second time around this summer as well. He was shouting his mouth out the whole summer, saying, "I want to leave, I want to leave." And he's right. And also Arteta brings him right back in. Um, so these non-negotiables, I don't, I don't buy it. I think, I think it's just, it's just Arteta trying to prove that he's a strong-willed manager who doesn't accept anything. Uh, but then in that way, you, you can go the other way and end up like alienating players, as we've mm. seen with now. He's fallen out with Özil and Gündüzi. Uh, he's you know, yeah. and frozen out. Yeah. Well. Frozen out. Well, Abdi, whilst I agree with you, do you do you not think it's at a point now where it's like, if it was a one-off, then fair enough, we'd keep this in-house. But there have been key moments where he's done stupid things, um, and this isn't obviously a one-off. Do you think it's still? Do you think it should have been kept in-house? Because then you would have you yourself would have been questioning tomorrow. Where's Abamyang? Why is he not in the squad? And it would raise so many unanswered questions. This way, you've got the answer, and you know. I agree. I agree. Um, but the only thing is, um, it was. It, 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 it's definitely not a one-off. But the first time round, he went and aired it out to the uh, press before a big derby. Mm. He said. Yeah. Reason Abamyang is not playing. Arsene Wenger would never say that, obviously. And um, the thing is, Arteta. What I don't like about it is he will say it's almost half-hearted. He will say, "Oh, um, it's a disciplinary issue," and then we say, they ask him what it's about, and he goes, "I'm, I'm not going to say. It. I'm never going to say that kind of thing." But why did you bring it up? Because it's just going to create speculation, yeah. and yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Hey, does it? Yeah, mm-hmm. we've spent a lot of time on this. Let's. let's oh, can on. I just very quickly ask you both? Um, who 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 would be your next Arsenal captain? I would go for like Kieran Tierney. Yeah, that um, would be my I know Abdi yeah. has said the same thing, but just because I know he's been out of the squad, uh, not squad, the the starting eleven for mm. the weeks previous to Southampton and Everton, but I just think his character, his professionalism at twenty four, he just looks like the model. Like he was captain at Celtic, he was one of the captains at Celtic. Um, he, I think he's captained uh, Scotland as well. Um, and I think he might even be vice captain. Yeah, to Scotland. Andy Robertson, yeah. yeah. So I just think it, it's perfect for him to now just take that, you know, as long as he can keep fit, man. And, and That's the only <laughs> thing. Or well, I'd give it um, Gabriel, but I don't, does he speak English? No, nah, his English is, is uh, limited, yeah. but he's taken, um, I saw a thing that he's taken um, extra English classes mm. so that he can improve that because he, he would be really good as well. Cause yeah, he, he leads. I think he'd be good. And you see how he is with the fans and stuff. Another one would be Aaron Ramsdale. Like I know he's he's just come in, but just the rapport he has with the fans, how he's constantly yelling from the back. He like is. we haven't had he's a leader. We haven't he had that yeah. for a long time. Yeah. That's what I was saying before about so having a goalkeeper who. Who will it be tomorrow? When it's none of it's so it won't be made official. I think it'll be Alex uh, Alexander Lacazette. Lacazette if Lacazette or plays, because La- uh, Lacazette is the is the vice captain, but. Again, they're here here with this group but of he's captains. Leaving. Thing. Like, if mm. you give it to Lacazette permit, he's well, leaving. Well, he's not. He's he? not. He's. It's not confirmed. Five. And under you. the, you know, this season Lacazette has been better than. True. Yeah. Aubameyang, Enketia, whatever rubbish that you can throw up there. So <laughs> like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so opposed to like selling a, a, a Aubameyang and keeping Lacazette because Lacazette is. Um, you can see he's a lot slimmer. He. Might not score as many goals, but he is better at link-up play. He yeah. can hold the ball better than Aubameyang. He gets involved more than Aubameyang. It's not a bad number two to have to bring on. And he, I think he's got, what, 10, 15 goals for you every season. So yeah. 
just having him about and his experience. But who would you want to come in to replace Aubameyang? That's because that seems like that's going to be your next big move next summer. My, you, need dream, goal, yeah. you need someone who can stick the ball in the back of the net yeah. 20 times mm. in the league and however many times however many across yeah, all, you need someone thing. in there my, my dream signing I don't know who Abdi's is but my dream signing would be Isaac from um, Real Sociedad oh. I know he's young and this season he's, he's not got the numbers that he got last season I think he's on six goals this season uh, but it's still early days mm. But just for me, his dribbling, his presence on the pitch, um, he's always looking to get involved. He's got pace, just that kind of thing. I know Aubameyang hasn't worked in the system, but I think with Isaac's dribbling ability, he can he can um, get himself in the game a lot more. Adi? Um, we've got someone who has wanted to leave their club, is an Arsenal fan. Why not Harry Kane? <laughs> oh my God, you've got... Right, let's move on, let's move on. Waste, All right, uh, Liverpool played uh, Villa in the Steven Gerrard derby. Um, Mark was desperately upset that he couldn't, it wasn't sh- um, shown on TV. But Mark, did you allegedly watch the game? Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> I might have, you know. You might have. This um, is all allegedly. Allegedly, of course. Might have watched the full nightly. Yeah, what um, was the reception <laughs> like for Gerard? Amazing. Oh, it was yeah, amazing. It was, um, yeah. it was, I liked it because it was almost, not to go into like corporate world, it was quite professional. So it was before the game and after the game. Yeah. And during okay. the game, it was, we're here to beat you. But before the game, he was serrated with love. After the game, the song that um, used to ring around Anfield week after week after week oh. was sung. Um so yeah, it was it was a really nice it was really nice to watch. Um, and he did an interview with LFC TV afterwards. And opposition managers don't usually do interviews yeah. on opposition oh. team ah. channels. So it's all it's all nice. Um, yeah. What can I say about the game? It was another fierce battle, similar to Wolves the week before. Yeah. Boy, I can just say I'm happy to come out of that game with three points. <laughs> um, Villa really brought it to us. Um, they weren't, not to say they were great by any stretch, but they were very well organised. Yeah. Um, they matched us up in formation, 4-3-3. Three, three. Their front three was quite narrow. Ours was very wide. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's just, it's the 1-0 win that was sweet. Um, two 1-0 wins on, on the bounce. And sometimes you, you get really excited with the 3 or 4-0 wins, but the, the ones that really mean yeah. a lot more. They're sweeter, isn't it? They're, the dirty 1-0s. Like dirty yeah. One yeah. Nils. You, yeah. Keep a, you keep a clean sheet and you nick yeah. a goal. Yeah. And, and what was Mings doing, man? What is he doing? Yeah. Period. No, you know what? The, he, the thing good, is, he had a good game. He genuinely had, up until that point, he actually oh. had a decent game. I'm going to be honest. Abdi's ready to come in. <laughs> Go on, Abdi. He's ready. Bursting no, out uh, Your question, to answer your question, what was Ming doing? He was being tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Did you ever doubt Salah would score? It was interesting because um, we had... Uh, Mendy was tr- playing mind games with Salah when we got a pen against Chelsea. Um, Oblak was playing mind games with Salah when we got a pen at Atletico in the Champions League away from home. And then oh, Martinez was trying to play mind games but with him. That's like Martinez's bag, isn't it? He loves it to bag. try and psych out a guy. So usually those type of mind games would have me on edge a little bit. But honestly, Salah. I sat there and thought, you know what? He's he bagged, doesn't miss. Man, he doesn't man. miss. He missed one in the Champions League this season, pen. But he's bagged his last 15 in a row in the Premier League. He's bagged. Um and to be honest, we were talking about this on the way up here. It was so well-placed. Um, Martinez even went the right way. It was just so well-placed. There was no saving that. And then from that moment on, it was less about searching for a goal and more about staying compact, yeah. limiting chances and, and, and getting forward when we can. We could have won that game 2 or 3-0. Let me make that clear. Mm-hmm. We went 1-0 up and Villa 
um, started attacking more as you do when you go one nil down. Um, and Jota missed a couple of chances. He came off the bench. Um, uh, Salah missed a chance or two. But all in all, I'm just happy with the one nil win. As Tommy said, it's it's this pack of three at the top, and um, as long as every all of these three teams are winning. You just Damn, Liverpool are looking good though. Would, would Steven Gerrard was a bit upset with the um, with the Danny Ings that Ooh. he felt it should have been a penalty. Um, I don't personally. I, I, when they yeah. showed it down, I, I, you can see that Allison saves it. I think he's. I think he said that before he seen okay. a re. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's not me yeah, stating yeah. that as a as a fact, but that was his immediate after the game interview, and I don't. Yeah, I think to the naked eye that probably did look like a pen. Mm. But you're right when you see the clip. Um, Contacts made with the ball, that really yeah. proper contact with the hand. Um, and when you think about the foul that Schmeichel got, uh, I think it was against who was it? Where the ball Villa. was Villa, uh, Villa. Villa. Um, and they gave Schmeichel the fact the that he had yeah. simply mm-hmm. touched the ball. So if we're going by the kind yeah. of what's happened in recent weeks, then it's not a foul, yeah, because his hands on the ball. Um, but yeah. a massive three points for us, and I, and I don't say that lightly because mm. every game now yes. for Liverpool, for City, for Chelsea is. Honestly, so I genuinely win. think it's must win. So I was going to ask Tommy, we talked about Man City and we talked about Liverpool. Who scares you more? Oh, tough question. Uh, both. <laughs> yeah, you can't separate them because both could go on to win every game from now until May. Both could just match each other. Yeah. I tell that's, you, the, that's the level that's been set by these over the last few years. That's why I said for us to win the league against these both of these teams, that would be an achievement. It'd be interesting, your double header against us in February or whenever you said it was. Yeah, um, late end mid Jan and Jan. Could really open double up a header. few they've got we've got us and then them back to back. So they've they've got Spurs, then Liverpool, then City. Oh yeah. Um, that's what Chelsea yeah. have got uh, coming up just before they go off for the Club World Cup. Yeah. I think Come on, Palmeiras. <laughs> so it's vital actually that you I, I what would you take from that? Seven points? Uh, yeah. realistically you um, don't want to lose any of them yeah, yeah. but if you draw you draw mm. but they're what City away Liverpool at home yeah Ooh, tough day, game and, and, let, and let's be honest City nor Liverpool are out here to gift you three points it's true, it's so true, they're going to be that yeah. that right I there that little for those yeah oh and I think God. we've got you just literally the game before African combination 2nd second, second of Jan we've got you um, and I think the tournament's due to start on the 8th so so you still have yeah if that would have been played a few days later then it would have been an interesting game no Salah no Mane but then you have no Mendy no Mendy, no Mendy. I'd rather have us have no Mendy which meant them having no Salah or Mane but Kepa bro like no I, I, I genuinely hear what you're no, saying no I agree as well but like Kepa but yeah not facing Salah and Mendy but this is, listen this is a 70 million pound goalkeeper in Kepa yeah yeah to be fair He's an old let's move us. on <laughs> <laughs> so the third game to be decided no the fourth game to be decided by a penalty was the Norwich versus Man United game and I'm gonna I'm gonna use the words of Abdi Norwich batter United and Ronaldo scores a pen to steal the headlines despite another shambolic performance. Oh, this guy needs Ronaldo agenda. Honestly, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm actually okay. Him. It wasn't quite Norwich batter United, but. <laughs> Ronaldo's there to save the day again. Yeah, well, yeah what you, you got to say about that? You watched his performance. Did you watch his performance? He's asking. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What? <laughs> Tanya's backing him up with no evidence. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, he scored and he did the sue. So. There you go. 
How are you suing that Carol Rowe? I thought Sue was reserved for the big occasions. No, like that's all he does. Knockouts in the no, Champions League. That's all he does, man. He just sues everywhere, man. Abby, did you have something to say? Yeah, I do, yeah. Um, okay. I get criticised, yeah, for having an agenda against Bruno, yeah. But if you not watch that game, yeah, and you don't think that he belongs in jail, then you should go there with him. <laughs> yeah, Bruno and Rashford were poor in that game. Yeah, I'll tell you what, actually, mm. thank you, Rashford. That triggered a, uh, yeah. a thought in my mind. Oh, Rashford, oh, yeah, go on. Go on. I was just going to say, Rashford was a, a lucky boy, in my opinion, to stay on for the full 90 mm. there. I feel like mm. the changes that Ranić made there was no impact on that game from Rashford. I would have maybe kept Sancho on for the full 90. And, and But, I mean, who am I to question it? Because at the end of the day, they won that game 1-0. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think Rashford has to step it up now because for the past year, performance level hasn't, hasn't, been, hasn't you, been there. How much do you rate Rashford? Like, I think he's, amongst other wingers in the league or other players that can play in his position? I think he's completely, like, he's a talented forward. Like, he's so good. Mm. What what we've always talked about since the beginning of the podcast is we want Rashford to score more goals. Mm -hmm. Like when we started this podcast like three years ago, I, don't, I can't remember, like two wow. seasons ago. Two. Two yeah, seasons two years, ago. Two and a half years ago. Yeah, two seasons ago. That was the first thing, I think, that Abdi said to um, yeah. to who, he who shall not be named was that yeah. <laughs> Rashford was going to score more goals, like should score more yeah. goals, that he believed Rashford would score more goals. But um, it just hasn't happened. Like he's been, he has had injuries and I guess playing out on the left, it doesn't help. But mm, I don't see I him being the number nine. I just feel like if you're a if you're a United fan and you watch them week in week out, I just think he's not impacting games enough. No. Um, mm. And and he's not scoring enough. Mm. So there, there's a and, and we know that Marcus Rashford can do both of those things in abundance. He can yeah. impact mm. games with his speed, his pace, getting behind the lines, and he can score goals. And we haven't seen that for a while from mm. Marcus Rashford. So it's time for him to step up, definitely. Mm. Especially when they've got um, Greenwood on the bench. Greenwood mm. played midweek, yeah, but mm -hmm. um, so if Rashford's not playing well, then I don't know why you could just change Sancho over to the left and bring in Greenwood. And then you know him, the, the, the you know the criminal up front. He can still play. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask. Oh, he's still going. I'd say Greenwood should be playing more. Gone, No, I was, I was going to say. Um, I haven't seen a, a, a so, like a, a massive improvement from United. And obviously, it's early mm. days with um, it is early days, yeah. with their new manager. But I, I was expecting a bit more. But it's. They're really scraping the get like yeah because yeah. you'd think he's only still in charge. Let's be honest, that Norwich game, not yeah, much but, difference. But you have you've got to give credit to Norwich because since Dean Smith's yeah, come in, yeah, 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 they've they were even decent against us. Yeah, they, they, they've solidified their mm -hmm. their structure slightly different, but it means they're more compact and, and they can kind of just sit in and and soak up attacks as they did against United. Um, the worrying thing for Watford is that Norwich, uh, yeah. See, testing you again. Hey. Well done. I like that. See, I like to just chuck little ones out there. Um, uh, yeah, the worrying thing for Norwich is obviously just going to be can they win enough games? And the answer to that for me is no. no. Um, but I hear what you're saying. Spurs put free past them. Yeah. With United's attack and the, mm -hmm. the quality that they have, should United not be comfortably winning that game yeah absolutely they, they should. should they shouldn't need a pen to win that game but 
It's the Prem. Yeah. The Prem. You're not going to get an easy game. And the important thing for, for United is that they walked away from that with three points. And back-to-back clean sheets is big for them as well because yeah. they conceded... It was considered every week under oh, Oli. I miss those days. <laughs> every week. But that, that'll do well for him. And I think dropping Wan-Bissaka, because he's been... Oh, I'm sorry. glad yeah. the rest of the country in oh, the yeah. world sees He's been yeah. shocking yeah. this year. Tanya, Tanya, that's Tanya's favourite player. Uh, well, I, I, I bigged him up previously. I take it back. <laughs> um, sorry, we, we, we glossed over something. Uh, Liverpool drew into Milan. Yep. In the Champions League, how do you feel? Yeah. Uh, tough, tough. Considering we could have drawn six teams... Two of them were tough in Inter and PSG. Mm-hmm. And then the other four were uh, Villarreal, uh, Salzburg, who we initially drew. Um, and it doesn't matter. I, yeah, and it doesn't matter. Um, I, feel like, I feel like we can beat them. but Because they're without Barella as well. Just for the first game, um, oh, first I think. Um, yeah. But, I mean, this is an Inter team who have been, for the past two seasons, even since Conte's left, mm, have still been impressive. Mm-hmm. And they're still sitting at the top of that uh, Serie A. Serie A has nothing to brag about. It is nothing to brag about, but that league in the past couple of years, you know, when Juventus aren't just stormrolling that every, yeah. like every season, I think I really think that league's improved over the past couple of years, and and Inter yeah. are mm. flag bearers almost. I, so it's a t- it, it is a tough draw. Come in, you come, Abdi. Yeah, hit a little I buzzing, <laughs> innit? <laughs> no, no, I just said, yeah, I agree. It's true. Um, it's, it's very competitive nowadays because like Napoli were top a couple of weeks ago, now they're like fourth or fifth, mm. and in, it's both between like Inter, AC Milan and Atalanta. So I agree with Mark. It is going to be a tough game, to be honest. Uh, it's obviously tougher than the game you had in the first round of the draw. You had Salzburg. That would have been an easier one for you. But in Milan, I think, although they've lost Conte and Lukaku, but they've still got a lot of good players and they seem to be gelling quite well under Inter. They're actually playing mm-hmm. good football. I watch times on, on BT Sport. So, yeah. Shout uh, out BT Sport then. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Okay. Um, no. Oh, he's back. I, I, I just said I think Liverpool have enough. Yeah, 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 we we yeah, should yeah, have yeah, enough. Should. But but the thing with knockout football is that just having enough doesn't win you the game or the tie. So we've got. It's, got no, I'm, no, I'm glad. It's, it's, yeah, I'm glad oh, it's yeah, gone. It, because you've got to think, if, if you were away for the second leg and it's gone to extra time, like why do you just get an extra 30 minutes to score an away goal? That's true. Mm. Yeah. Like there yeah, were there yeah, were certain well. elements of it that just weren't fair. Mm. Um, so I get why they've scrapped that. But it does remove a bit of the excitement yeah, as well. Does. And it also means teams going away from home, we're going to the San Siro first. There's not as much emphasis on going out, attacking yeah. and grabbing yeah, an away exactly, goal. Yeah. Do you um, know how many Arsenal games would have come out Arsenal wins? Or, or at least gone further than us getting knocked out because oh, of the away goal. What a shame. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Anyway, uh, firstly, shout out to Salzburg, who became the first Austrian team to ever to qualify for the knockouts of the Champions League. Um, unlucky on the draw. Yeah, reward, yeah. <laughs> Bayern. Um, yeah. um, but what do you guys think of Man United versus Atletico Madrid? They're going to struggle against them. I, I, I really think... Abdi, feel f- just come in and do what you usually do after I say this. But I think there's potential for that to be tie of the round. I really do. When you, when, I think just watching both of those games, because Atletico are just shit houses. They will ensure yeah. that yeah. most of that game isn't played with a football at the feet. <laughs> yeah. they want, they, their results come differently, and that's... It. Whether you like that or not, that's how they do it. I mean, the evidence um, to that is the Porto game. That was my oh my god! Mate, that was wild. I that's how that they. Wild. That's how they like to win games. Maybe yeah. not like, but that's how they do it. 
Um, and, and with it, the pole there is basically Simeone's clone <laughs> like, on the pitch. Exactly. And it'll be interesting um, to see how, A, how United would handle that. Mm. Um, B, you've got the extra element of uh, Ronaldo and that history of Atletico yeah, Madrid. He, he loves scoring. Um, obviously, I know Madrid and PSG got drawn against each other. Um, That's the one but I, I do think the United Atletico games, the double header, will be very, very, very entertaining. Abdi, yeah, I, I agree with Mark. Uh, it's definitely anyone. Obviously, you've got, um, like Mark says, their, their, their team is full of psychopaths. <laughs> manager- you put it much better than yeah. me. I was struggling for words. Their manager is a psychopath, <laughs> and um, all I want to see though is one of those evil centre backs go two feet on Ronaldo. So <laughs> Oh my god! Edit that bit out. <laughs> oh my days! That might be the snippet, you know. Um, okay, let's move on to. Um, we'll just acknowledge that Burnley versus West Ham happened because uh, it was a, a drab nil nil. Um, the next game was Leicester versus Newcastle. Um, Tanya was particularly upset with with Madison. Yeah, for diving. I, I thought he dived that penalty i don't know what you guys oh think. yeah that's a good point actually I, f- I completely when i when i said the most contentious penalty of the weekend was that city one which i still think it, it is, is yeah yeah um i completely forgot about that leicester penalty yeah mm-hmm. really like james madison as a player and he's flipping quality and i love the first line in the agenda abdi where you basically just said madison is back but yeah there, there were some theatrics there mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. so uh, why doesn't var look at that and say like because, like, like we said, if, if the ref gives something nowadays, unless there's some evidence mm. that drastically says actually the ref was wrong, they're too scared to pull the ref up on it his l- own decision. But if it looked, a it pen. was a dive, but but it looked a pen. But when you in, when you look mm. back at it, yeah. different yeah. angles, yeah, you can yeah. see yeah. that it's. But what he's done, he hasn't actually he hasn't dived, and there's not been any contact. He's mm. dived into the contact. Yeah. Yeah. Different type. Yeah, but of we dive. we've seen different type for, of dive. But we've seen players book for that. I don't know, but that's why. Yeah, I, yeah. That's just why I don't think the VAR reversed that decision because of the contact. Even though James Madison probably initiated that contact. Fair enough. And it's funny how Abdi decides to catch COVID the week that Tillemans um, is yeah. back. Yeah, that's true, two big goals. man. Enter, enter this conversation right now and speak up. <laughs> Uh, but you guys, are you guys forgetting the episode where I apologise? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, you did, you did. The public apology was, was good enough, so we won't draw you out on that one again. But let's say start... Oh, go on. Penalty. Can I quickly say something about the penalty? Yeah? Go on. Tanya talking about the penalty. But that is a Harry Kane special. So oh. I like that. Whatever. That's a fair point. Yeah, very valid point. <laughs> it is true. Um, so we... I can't remember again... I can't remember if we had this conversation on the way here or... Did you guys have a podcast when we in got the here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, we were, just, we were looking at the agenda and just chatting it through. Um, do we think that that was Leicester back to their best or were Newcastle just abysmal, right? Yeah, I watched Newcastle this game. Abysmal, mate. I, I, don't, think, I don't... Some credit to Leicester because yeah. you have to score the I goal. Think I think it's, it's unfair chances. to say that that was just Newcastle being abysmal because no, that's the best Newcastle. I've seen Leicester yeah. play this season. But I wouldn't say it's 50-50. Yeah. I would say it's about 65 to, to Newcastle, to Newcastle being abysmal. Yeah, <laughs> because, I agree. like, I don't know how you plan to stay in the Premier League. I know I big them, well, big them up is such a, it's such a strong word for what I did a few weeks ago, but you can't defend that way and expect to stay in the Premier League. Mm. There's no way that you well, can... January's coming up. They're going to buy everyone, apparently. No, not everyone. Like, for example, yeah, Newcastle could go and sign Dennis from Watford. They could just mm. throw the money at mm. 
that's the type of player I'm talking about them buying. I'm not saying they're going to go to Spurs, get Harry Kane, going to go to Man City, get Sterling. I'm not saying that. But they can throw money at the teams around them. Mm. They could get a Dennis, who's been Watford's best player. They could go and get, you know, I don't know who Norwich's best player is, but they could go get one of those. Um, like, maybe Campwell. They can they go... get a Tark... Mm. What's his name from Burnley? Tarkovsky's injured at the moment. But yeah, they, they can, go, they can mm. go and do that. That's mm. what I was talking about. But you can't defend like that and then Terrible. hope to stay in the league. Yeah, like, oh there's God. no way... Especially, like, when goal difference is so important, like... Because the numbers down there are so close, like, and you're getting battered 4 0. It's just, yeah. They've got a mm. lot of work to do. They now. struggle to score. So the first thing that you need to do is just defend well. Yeah, you, yeah. they've got the second worst goal difference in the league, minus 17 at this point. It's, it's, yeah, like, if you can't defend, then you're just going to go down. Like, it just. Because they, they can't score. That's been their problem for so long. For time. Yeah. Like, un- before Benitez. Mm. I can't remember mm. them, like, the last. Maybe under Pardew, they were good at. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's when they were like, yeah, Yeah. like when they were a fluid attacking team. Mm. Nowadays, they're just like, they they'd be over the moon scraping a one nil. I think they're going down personally. Yeah, honestly, it's looking bleak. It depends what they do in January because then who would come though? Who's who's coming? But money talks. Money does talk, and they'll be offering players. Good money. They'll be throwing the bag at everyone. And mm-hmm. they'll bounce back up if they do go down as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because they'll just, they'll rinse that league. Yeah, yeah. So if you see it as a long-term project, then yeah. it can be appealing. Yeah. No, but that, that, if that woman isn't scaring the hell out of <laughs> Eddie Howe, then like, I don't know how that guy has that. Hey, be respectful. No, I'm sure she's a lovely, it. lovely woman. Um, <laughs> let's talk about I'm Palace. Sure. Oh? I'm sure she's not a lovely woman. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Palace versus Everton. Um, the Conor Gallagher show. Oh, I love Ooh, this guy. Oh, I was a Chelsea player. fan. Okay, we got a Chelsea yeah. fan finally. Um, me personally, I don't see Conor Gallagher's future at Chelsea, mainly because I don't know how he will get a lot of game time mm. in that Chelsea team, Gilmore especially with like well. how He's stacked well. Chelsea are in every position. But a player like Conor Gallagher, you must be like gutted that he can't find a way through that Chelsea. Yeah, and I think we've we've had a few of these over the last few years where players have been good and they just haven't been given a chance. I think obviously Frank Frank has changed that and that Chiloba this season, that's another one coming in. But Gallagher, I remember he, he went out on loan when he went to Cholton and I was watching a few of Cholton's games that year and he was unbelievable. And then he left in Jan. And their season fell apart and he went, they got relegated. Went to Swansea, linked up with Brewster quite well. And then last year with West with West Brom, didn't quite fit for him. I yeah, think, I felt bad for him because like, it was just defensive. Yeah, I think under Bilic, he, I think he started the season well. And then when Big Sam come in, it's just, you know what Big Sam's going to do. He's not <laughs> yeah. going to play to his strengths. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this move this year has been unbelievable. And his energy, just from the first minute to the last minute, is unmatched. Mm. And then... If you think, what's that, was that his fifth or sixth league goal this year? Sixth. sixth. Yeah, wow, he's and doing And you well. say that you compare it at the firepower at Chelsea. I don't think Ziyech has hit six league goals. Pulisic hasn't hit six, don't six think, league I goals. I honestly don't think None any, of them. any but Chelsea But that's because Gallagher's playing every game. Yeah. And he wouldn't get that at, Ch- mm. uh, at Chelsea. At, that's very true. But when he does play, he is scoring. Mm. Com- mm. Compared and to, say, our players who aren't scoring at the moment. Yeah, he's been offered the chance to kind of play in multiple positions as well. I've seen him play in a 10. I've seen him play on the right of a midfield three. I might have even seen him play DM for half a game mm. a couple of weeks ago. He's getting experience all in the, all over that central area of the pitch, which 
obviously is a good thing. Mm. But Chelsea literally just play with two centre mids. Then you've got your three up top. Three, yeah. So where, like, how and where do you see that happening? I think, if that like Junior said, if if it even can happen. I think we'll be stupid not to find a way to get him in into that team. Like when you're bringing in that Sal, who's been... I don't know, he's brought back Bularoo's vibes the way he's been playing. Bularoo's, uh, <laughs> that is a tale from the past, boy. Like, he's, you have to find a way. He's he's clearly a talent whose ceiling is so high. Mm. Like, I don't think you've scratched what he can do. Like, that that second second goal on Sunday was yeah. ridiculous. Like, he just bounced. Like, he, he was alert, like, Coleman, obviously doing dumbness to quick free kick, but he was alert, one touch, bin... Mm. And he's scoring like big goals. I think he got a goal away against Man City. Yeah, won the penalty. So like, he's doing it on a big stage for Palace. And I think we all thought Palace were going to struggle at the start of the season. Yeah, but he's been a, a, a shining light for them. And I, some people were saying bring him back in Jam, but and then Ooh. for him, where that was you, that was not stunned. good. For yeah, him, yeah. That, you know? that was yeah. stunning his development. Where because you think once like Kante, Kovacic, they're all back fit. I could see him being a good Kovacic kind of replacement, playing that kind of box-to-box role. But then where would that leave Loftus-Cheek, for example? Yeah. I'd, I'd have him still struggling for minutes, even mm. without Conor Gallagher around. I'd have him over Loftus-Cheek at the moment. I think that Loftus-Cheek boat, he's getting minutes this year because injuries yeah. Yeah. and he's, we, that's where we're short. And obviously, Sal, we thought he was going to come in and be that guy, but he hasn't been that guy. Barkley still there getting minutes occasionally. But yeah, if you, if you can kind of shift that weight in the summer, there's a part for him to play in this squad, whether it'll be playing every week, probably not. That's, He's just at that's, that age where it's very it's really important for them to play. Yeah. And that's, that, that decision he, that he'll have to make next summer. If Tuchel can promise him minutes, then happy, happily have him. But if not, then Palace or even someone, probably higher, he could probably go... European football mm-hmm. somewhere in England um, he'd get into Arsenal team like so easily because he's just a pressing demon yeah. and he's mm. good on the ball as well I think he's, he's shooting so technically good like he's just good at every, like most things <laughs> his shooting has been a bit a bit questionable in other games that I've seen I know that one was just yeah. flew in the top bins but there is a quality player there yeah, absolutely and, I think, um, and, he, and he just does so much for Palace like he he's the one that gets Palace ticking yeah and on Palace what we speak almost every week about the fact that they keep drawing games yeah. or losing them in the last mm. couple of minutes but that's their not great on the face of it when you actually deep it but that's their fourth win in 16 in the league mm. but the fact that they've drawn seven so you know mm. that's five losses in 16 they're sitting quite comfortably in mid-table six points above the relegation zone if they could get yes. that attack like if Vieira can just get the balance right mm. because the thing is that they concede a lot of late goals if they can just get the balance, see the, the game out. And you have to give Vieira massive credit because, like, we we spoke about it on this podcast. They had, like, 16 departures from last yeah, season. Big yeah. turnover. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not... It's really rare that you get a whole bunch of new players in and they gel really quickly and they work together, like... And and stylistically, he's changed the way they approach mm, games absolutely. massively. And he's done that in, what, less than half a season? And, and, and a pre-season, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Eze's back now. Is he back? Yeah, he's back. Starting now. Oh, can't wait. Love him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's like I was worried for Palace at the start of the season. Vieira, very like, inexperienced manager, hasn't been around for too long. Mm. I had a couple of jobs here and there, but yeah. to come to the Prem to Palace, who 
it's not an easy team to come manage. Yeah. Especially the way that he wants to play to transform them and with the big turnover. And still to be having Gary Cahill as your centre back <laughs> going into the season. This <laughs> and yeah. James Tompkins. He's, he he's, scored. He scored. He did, yeah. But they he, love him. He, he's done a good job. Yeah. Very good job. But as for no, Everton, they're fourteenth. That's actually mad. They, what is going they've got they've got injuries and they've got a really thin squad, but mm. Benitez should be doing better. He, uh, yeah, he this is looking on. like Newcastle. Mm. I've, yeah. I've, I'm listen. I'm sorry for doing this, right? But how how why are Arsenal the anomaly? Anon, someone pronounced that word for me. No? Anomaly. 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 <laughs> After oh, I can God. hear you busting up, like what? Why? <laughs> it's big. We we were um, about it last no, week. No, so yeah, Arsenal yeah. are the anomaly. Anomaly. Yeah. That's proper tongue twister. I can never get that word. Out. I don't know why. <laughs> But I mean, I think it's in that like, the last nine or ten they've won one singular game. It's the worst run in twenty-two years. Why not? Why is it Arsenal? Was in why are Arsenal the club that they've beaten? Why is it Arsenal who have given them that? Mm. I think we went into that game like nonchalantly. We played it with no pressure, no pace. There wasn't any quick tempo, and then obviously the two disallowed goals. Spurred on the crowd, like I think the two defeats on Merseyside, um, kick start like kickstarted from the crowd getting behind the team. But I thought they would have taken that into the Crystal Palace game. I'm actually, but it's away from home. Lost. It's away from home. They struggled away from yeah. home. They've been poor. Um, they're not scoring goals. Um, apart when like Damari Gray is probably I think there's their top scorer. Mm-hmm. When you got Rondon up front, and that was his first goal this season. They're missing um, DCL, which I know you don't, yeah. you don't rate, but um, Abdi's boy on the right dropping another, um, <laughs> another disappearing act. <laughs> Do you know who I'm referring to? Town, what Townsend? Your boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were you impressed? On, huh? On that, um, when you were talking about injuries. Um, Richarlison's out for um, a couple months now. No, so, a yeah. couple months. Oh, that guy's trash. <gasps> that's crazy though for that's Everton. That's peak for them. That is, that's honestly peak. They're, Damn. Oh. They could get, what? Could they get relegated now? No, no. relax. I, don't, I mean, you say that. We're yeah. 16 games in. They've, When's DCL every, back? Every time I watch Everton, they look terrible. What, did, does anyone know when DCL's back? No, no I didn't. He's no. too busy doing up. Abdi? Uh, no, he's still away as well, so they're going to be without both of them for a while now. Oh, that's peak. What, yeah, is, what peak, is yeah. his injury, Calvert Lewin? I don't know. Bloody hell, he's been out for time. He's got a, a model niggle. Oh, probably, <laughs> yeah. That guy, his dress sense is questionable. Quickly read out something for you. Um, earlier on, we were talking about Conor Gallagher. I just want to read out a list of names of players who've come through Cobham. And it, the, this list is ridiculous, bro. So you've got, just, just recently, yeah, Mason Mount, Reese James. Hudson Adoy, Trevor Chalabar, Loftus Cheek, Christensen, Conor Gallagher, Billy Gilmore, Jamal Musiala, Declan Rice, Tammy Abraham, Takayo Tamori, Jeremy Boga, Goehi, Livermento, Lampy. The best mm. academy. Oh, God, I actually hate Chelsea. <laughs> who is, uh, who, who's the one <laughs> for you right from that there, list? Man. Who's Love the you. one that got away? Um, for me, That's it would right. be Musiala. Yeah. Um, uh, the pronunciation is probably wrong. Um, did Christensen come through the academy? Yeah. We bought him. He was really young. At wasn't about he? 13, 14. Yeah. yeah. That's like, yeah. So that's not, like, not quite yeah, that's like Arsenal saying Fabregas come yeah. through. Mm. Nah, he did. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, now some of them have got some players on there. And then if you think, you look at like Solanke, I know he's not quite the same, but he was, was going to be a. a was Reese James even on that list? Yeah, there? he was. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the talent we've got is is ridiculous, and I'm, it's finally it's good to see that we are producing it into the first team now. Because for years Chelsea fans were calling that, and literally it was John Terry that was it, and mm. then no one, and then mm. and then you like like Van Arnholt, Patrick Bamford, like how disheartened right. it would have been to be an academy player in those years yeah. when no academy players were getting a chance. You just just sit there and think, oh, well, I might as well move on now rather than in. And then now it's, it's happening now. You've we had to like Livermento, Lamptey all moving. I was about to say well, you've had four right backs in that list. Jeez, just animal right backs. And then you've got Broha up front for yeah, Southampton. I know he's, he's on loan. No, but you, he signed a new contract before he went. Mm. He's a sick. He's player. looked good. I think he, he was like under nineteen, his top goal scorer last year. Mm. Like across the leagues in Europe, he's a he'll be a good player. He's a beast, isn't it? Um, but yeah, our, our academy is ridiculous, and it is finally good to see the money that Roman did put in when he first come in. It is now. But you didn't answer the question. <laughs> he asked you a specific oh, question. The Who's the one Who's that the got, one that got, got away? away? It's hard out to say all of them. Um, I like Lamptey. Yeah. I know, but I can understand why he's not. Yeah, in this of course. Team. Yeah, yeah. But if you take away that sentimentality of like uh, James drops into the right centre back over Aspi and Lamptey's on the wing. Is very inexperienced, and I can understand why. Yeah, but his his ceiling looks like he can. He's yeah. much better than Bratton. If he can stay fit, mm. I'd say that's one that that's his only issue. Yeah, mm. but I'd say one that in the future, five six years, you'd be like, yeah. shouldn't have let him go. It's, we've got Reese James, so you can't complain. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely him. All right, um, Abdi, did you have something to say? Uh, well, yeah. What about Declan Rice though? Rice. Oh yeah, Rice. I think we let him go quite early, so it's, that doesn't hit as much, I'd say, because he went what I mean, he's like fourteen, fifteen. But he is, he's been unbelievable this year, and I think he, I'd love him at Chelsea. I've been saying it's. I ever, think he will go since Chelsea we were linked with him. Um, he can, he's just a driving force in midfield. I love watching him play, and I think he's got better every season. He mm. hasn't, yeah, hasn't yeah. stayed stayed still. You know where. Uh, when we think back to like Ross Barkley, he'd have a good season and then he'd go go missing for two months. Rice has just got better and better, captain yeah. in that team in Europe as well, getting that experience, playing all the way to the Euro final. He's only going to get better. And what he's t- taken for this West Ham team, if they get champs next year, top top four, he can stay there for another year. But I do think his time he will have to mm. move eventually. Yeah. And I'd love to have him as a kind of like a Kante replacement when that time does come, I feel like he'd be perfect to come and slot right in. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, I think a lot of Chelsea fans feel the same. But we'll move on because um, we're pressed for time. So we won't talk about... We've talked about briefly the Champions League draw. COVID outbreak. Um, Abdi, what were the numbers? 42 COVID. Is that... Yeah, positive. Just now, they've um, actually released, uh, whilst we've been podca- podcasting, they've um, released uh, new measures. Basically, what they're saying is that every member of staff going into a trading ground has to do a, a, a lateral flow test as well before they can come in. So um, it's just because it, the cases this week have been ridiculous. I blame Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Omicron, it's awful. But Omicron has been, uh, or however you pronounce that thing, has been... Very contagious, like everyone's, mm. yeah. So stay safe out there. Um, which brings us to man of the week. So Abdi is actually the the first person this week on man of the week. So Abdi, take it away. 
my man of the week is Conor Gallagher. Damn it! That was my one as well. Yeah. Oh, I hate you. I've got two options. One's just been taken. Yeah, one's been taken. Junior, I think it's you. No, he's still talking. He was. Abdi? You didn't even let me give, give my explanation. <laughs> in, yeah? but Go on then. Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, two two goals, a fantastic performance, really up and down, great energy, and yeah, um, he was vital to Palace's win. So Conor Gallagher is my man. Okay, so my one um, quick adjustment. I've I'm going for Jorginho for the two pens, especially the last one, which is 94th minute. That's so much pressure, and he's just so cool. Like I said at the beginning, he's the coolest man on planet Earth, and he just slots them both away. I like that. I'm going to give it to James Madison this week. Um, He got a goal. He got two assists. But outside of that, by far, he was the best player on that pitch for Leicester, Mm. just impacting that game in every... Imaginable way you'd want your number 10 to impact a game, uh, linking up play, just very attacking. Um, so James Madison for me, really impressive for me. It's good to see him back in form as well. Damn it. I was going to go for another Leicester player, but I don't know if we've ever done that before. Yes, we have. We've had two Liverpool players. I mean, I was going to give it to Tillemans because he got a brace in that game. Um, and then Abdi in the mud as well. Yeah, Abdi in the mud in very good <laughs> form. So yeah, I'm going to give it to Yuri Tillemans. Fair enough. I thought he was going to come in there, but he didn't. Um, and Tommy, an honorary Man of the Week nomination. Well, I was going to go Jorginho as well, but I'm going to give it to Sterling. Joining the yeah, Prem- Premier League 100 club. Um, great servant for City. And it was stepped up. Big penalty. Rolled it down the middle. Got the three points. Can't complain. So Fair yeah, enough. definitely Sterling. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that ends our episode for the week. Unless anyone has anything else, Abdi? No, thanks for joining, Tommy. Um, I heard you got a permanent replacement. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, for real, thank you, Tommy, for, for joining us. Um, it's Same time next week, Abdi. <laughs> Bye-bye. It's a, it's a pleasure to have, like, the Chelsea... I mean, pleasure is a bit of a strong word. Yeah. I, I, not all, like, all of us here are probably not the biggest Chelsea fans, but we've never had the Chelsea mm. perspective. So thank you for coming on. Thank um, you And shout me. out Ifs and Buts as well. Yep. Thank Great you podcast. And uh, yeah, we should keep the collaborations going because we've been talking about it for a while and then obviously COVID hasn't helped, but yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Thank you for having me on, man. I love it. L- listen most weeks. Um, oh, put, it on on the, put it on on the weekends. Um, actually, Dano did the last one for the, my flat home on Friday. Nice. <laughs> so oh, I sat, we love it. Sat on the plane listening. So yeah. So he's all caught on. up. So he's all caught up. Love that. So we'll see you on the next exciting episode of We'll Talk About That Later. Sports Social Podcast Network.